Hi all, this is Raúl. And this is Agata. And this is Saiwai. Well, Halloween is sadly gone, so now the saddest time of the year starts, which is the longest time until the next Halloween. So, 365 days and counting. How do you feel about that? Glad, I guess, probably? Well, I'm waiting for Christmas. I'm more of a Christmas kind of person. But what I wonder is, how is everyone post-Halloween? Like... Any hangover there? Did you have a cute outfit? Did you have a terrifying outfit? Were you dressed up as a Squid Game character? Oh, yeah, probably or... a Squid Game character, <laughs> yeah. Or, or sexy Freddy Krueger, oh. which I have sadly seen and I do not recommend. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Voldemort is popular on TikTok, so maybe that. Too. Yeah, like, what's the point of that? I mean, Voldemort was, like, you know, popular always, Harry no? Potter is always, you know, popular, Yeah, it's been so. kicking since, I don't know, for 20 years? Anyway. Yes, because anyway. we're getting off the topic, which is still spooky time. Yes. <laughs> that was a witch laugh. Is it a witch from Wichita? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a witch from Erstetin. Okay. Stretching. The scariest city in yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, no, anyway, no, no. we're anyway, getting off the topic again. Yeah, today we are going to talk about a super scary and super spooky. I mean, I know that this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but after all, it's Halloween special. So. And we love spooky and scary. Let's here be. we are, yeah. So, we are going to talk today about a very scary procedure that we are all kind of familiar with. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm talking about lobotomy. Of course, yeah. Of course. Lobotomy, that is this procedure that has been around for a really long time, a lot of people is familiar with, you know, like, I crack open your school, mingle with your brain, just you know, regular touch here and there, stuff. cut some stuff, and then close, and we are all friends. Okay. Do you want to hear what I know about the lobotomy? Bye-bye. So, they take a small drill, okay. and they, like, put it to your head, okay. and then they go, like, and then they That's like a, a car going backwards. Like <laughs> <laughs> to park. No, no, no. It's like the the small like nail just being pushed into your your okay. brain bone. Okay. You mean the school? Yes, okay. the brain bone. Bone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome. You studied English, eh? And then when they get in there, mm-hmm. they take like small tool and then they're like, mm, if I touch here, then we can repair and then she will not be hysteric anymore. Okay, but the cure for hysteria was masturbating, remember? No, Which no, no, to me that no. was like, oh no, my. No, not masturbating, excuse me. That's not God's word, okay? Okay. It was receiving a proper massage from a proper doctor well, with a, a proper doctor, tool. Well, the thing of... That might have vibrate. You are kind of right that they, like, drill your school and cut a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like in a... Like in this horror movie that they would, like, you know, cut a piece of your brain and then you are my slave. You know, who, I don't know who, if you who follow. Was it Jeffrey Dahmer? That he, Jeffrey Dahmer was doing that shit. He wanted shit. to make some sex slaves and he would put like boiling water in their yeah he brains. would like open your school 
and Ugh. put boiling water in the brain, which do you feel pain from that? Like, I do think, you... but by that time they were not really feeling much. Yeah, but would you, if they touch your brain, do you feel pain? I wonder. I don't know. Damn, I should have prepared that for this. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. But what we are going to talk about today is lobotomy, like an umbrella topic. Okay, okay? let's get you to it. You will learn everything about it. Give it to me. Okay, so let's say, let's start with this guy, a Portuguese doctor. Portuguese. Named, his name was Antonio Caetano de Abreu Freire Egas Moniz. Okay, that was his name. Uh-huh. Okay. That was one man. Sí, yeah, no, only one person, okay? So, he was born in 1874, died in 1955, had like a very normal life, if mm -hmm. it wasn't for lobotomy, which, as I say, it was horrific. He was Portuguese psychiatrist and neurosurgeon, had excellent career, and here you have it, for example. He was president of the Spanish Society of Neurosurgery, Mm -hmm. And he was Minister of Foreign Affairs three times. What? Like, how, how are those is that things... connected? Yeah, it's like, oh, hello, I'm a neurosurgeon, but I'm also a minister. Like, I'm not even Minister of Health or Medicine Maybe or since anything. he was a psychologist, he was good with, like, uh, manipulating people. He, he lobotomized people in the government <laughs> to make him minister? Well, maybe. He, however, invented something that was called angiography. Which is mm -hmm. an imaging technique to see your blood vessels, to see your veins and arteries. Cool, cool, cool. And this that was done back at the beginning of the 20th century was amazing and super revolutionary. And here you have a photo of it. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it's like to check if your veins are not clogged yeah. or... Because we knew that your body has veins inside and arteries that the blood moves through. But it was only seen in dead people mm -hmm. that you could like cut open and see and be like, oh, the blood vessels, blah, blah. But we didn't see them in live. life organism. Yeah, like pumping and stuff in a live organism until he invented this technique, which is really amazing. Search it on Google. And he was nominated to the Nobel Prize five times. Wow, that guy, that he had cool. it all. Yeah, yeah, he was insane. However, he also invented this lobotomy thing that was terrifying. Do not forget about that. And uh, when he was 63, a patient shot him eight times. And he never walked again. Whoa. A patient that he performed lobotomy. I mean, oh, we all love poetic the justice. The circle of right? life. Huh? It's insane, right? Oh, the irony. So, he got the Nobel Prize for inventing his notorious lobotomy. Really? For yeah, that? For that. Out of all the things that he did for the lobotomy. I think the angiography was like more interesting mm -hmm. to receive the Nobel Prize for. But anyway. Yeah, anything that you do with the brains. But you know that also the Nobel Prize it. is like anything flies. You know? yeah. So, well, whatever. Now let's go to 1928. A fella called John Fulton, he was a doctor in medicine, he made a lobotomy on two aggressive chimpanzees. They had these two chimpanzees in the zoo, this is a real story, that were super aggressive, mm -hmm. and they were like, bro, what do we do? And he was like, how about I cut open their brains? <laughs> so he did. He cut a piece of the frontal lobe of the brain, where the behavior area is located. Back in the day, they were like, cut the frontal lobe. What could go wrong? After all, they are just chimpanzees. 
They did so, and the chimpanzees were suddenly calmer. They were very aggressive, and then they were like perfectly chill, like yeah, hanging. Probably in the because zoo. they were like kind of not really there. Probably because they, I mean, they made them retarded. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So when Doctor Moniz, his name is really long, so let's call him <laughs> Doctor Moniz. He learned about this experiment. Mm -hmm. He was like, bro, I can do this on humans. Why yeah, not? I mean, Why wouldn't I? Monkeys and humans so close. So, just like besties. And this is something Same that thing. it was just published once. The experiment on the chimpanzees, mm -hmm. I mean. And no one ever mentioned it again. They were like, oh, look, I cut their brains and they were calmer. And they were like, okay, uh, good, good for, for you. the zoo. Yeah, like, uh, cool story, bro. But that's it, you know. But he saw this and he was like, let's do this on humans. So he took his uh, companion, like his colleague, his assistant, whose name was Dr. Almeida Lima, and together they performed a lobotomy, the exact same procedure, mm -hmm. in a person. Okay? Who was the person? The person? Because, like, probably he wouldn't be like, oh, my dear wife, please let me no. now do an experiment on you. Which, that's a thing. It's like, bro, if it's so safe, how about you do it exactly. with your wife? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because but probably, I wonder if it was like a volunteer or if it was someone from jail or whatever. Probably he would, have thought, oh, he would have thought that, bro, my wife has no mental problems. So, yeah. Uh, and since I think he everyone was, has a bit of a mental problem. Since he was a psychologist or psychiatrist or, well, a neurosurgeon, he had, you know, mental patients from the psychiatric world. And so, probably he was very compelling, as we know from him getting the job in the government. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Three times. He was minister three times. Eh? Easily convince a patient, like, dude, this procedure, mwah, totally worth the money. I'm going to make you up and running in no time. Which is kind of the same idea that this evil doctor from the jail in our previous episode yeah. we were talking about cutting people's balls for yeah, testosterone like because if people have no idea about this shit they would be don't like, you trust Whoa. your doctor come on that they are a doctor for a reason yeah so my point here is that he performed this lobotomy in other patients mm -hmm. what is the risk that we see here that most of the of of the patients they had also problems with behavior mm -hmm. they were very aggressive they were you know, they had this very specific uh, frame of psychopathy where they were aggressive, violent, they were not able to function in society, they likely didn't hold a job for a really long time. So, you know, they were like jumping from one job to another, having different partners, they couldn't hold a family together and all that. Basically, they were like millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the <laughs> All of them? Lobotomy. And that's that's like it. me five years ago. Yeah. Good. Oh, boy. But come on. I mean, one thing is that because you are poor and the other because you are mental. <laughs> well, I never got any diagnosis, so I can't say anything about that. Well, the procedure this far, when it was invented in the 20s, it had 6% of mortality. Not that bad. 6% is pretty good. Yeah, for someone right? like just going to like wiggle stuff in your brain however the mortality is I, considered I would thought it would be much worse but the mortality back then was considered that the heart stops beating mm -hmm. but now we know that people that are in this vegetative state mm -hmm. that yeah. they have brain death mm -hmm. they are also considered dead yeah. nowadays and probably also they didn't really think about like okay so the surgery was successful but then you got some infection. 
They... And you died one week later and they would probably be like, oh, this totally not connected with this. No, 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 the mortality is 6%, 6 There's no real data on infections or infectiousness of this procedure. But we know something nowadays. That is that all these patients, and I'm saying 100% of them, mm -hmm. after the procedure, they had problems with speech, with understanding basic orders, with communication... And basically, they lost these um, intelligence points. Mm -hmm. I don't know how is the name in English, the IQ points. Mm -hmm. they, there was a loss in them. So he was literally making people stupid. Okay? Yeah. Now, another thing is that he based all this procedure, like the reason why he said that lobotomy works, let's do it, was based in one single case of this chimpanzee. Mm -hmm. that was made more, you know, easygoing because he was too violent. So basically, some guy said something somewhere who was like, dude, this shit totally works. Yeah. Recommended because... 100%. And then he was like, I trust you, bro. And I will do the same because the data that you provided totally suits what I want to do. And why the data suit? Because it was the same doctors saying about the data. There was not third party mm -hmm. checking if the results were actually beneficial for the How patient. Did, who came up with that? Now, another thing is that all these patients were very violent and aggressive. So anything that would change their behavior to make them more, more calm, more easygoing and easier to manipulate would be seen as an improvement because you first have an individual that is violent and aggressive mm -hmm. and then that individual is not... So it's that's an improvement. But they didn't consider that the individuals after lobotomy they had these terrible problems with speech to begin with. And they all What did they have to say after all? They all looked absent and what they say as quote detached from environment. But at least they didn't make problems for the staff at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And worth it. Some of them were even very easy to follow instructions. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't understand what was the purpose. So you yeah. tell them, stay here, and they would stay. Open your mouth, and they would open. Mm -hmm. For you to put whatever you wanted inside. Sure. Sounds like a success. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And the thing is that since they were anyway kept in psychiatric guards, that you know that the psychiatric hospitals in the 20s, <laughs> they were nightmarish. Yeah, I don't so... think it would be the best place to be. It all reminds me of that series that we watched with Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet, yeah. which I was about to mention it Ooh, later okay. because of I'm reasons. <laughs> so, which, by the way, was a good series, I have to say. It was great. It was great. The, I thought that the end was... Okay. The last episode yeah. was a little weak. But the series, I liked it. It was, it was cool. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, <laughs> for making another series for Netflix. He's, he's responsible for half of our entertainment, by the way. So, just saying. So, as I was saying, mm -hmm. the reports on these patients, the mm -hmm. follow-up, were done by the same surgeons that were performing the lobotomy. So, even if the experiment, or let's say the procedure, was not successful, they would Make it arrange it a little seem... so it sounds yeah. more successful. Just okay? mention the good parts, like they are not violent anymore, and let's focus on that. And now let's say that they were doing a lobotomy, most of them were done in the 30s. Okay, there was not a follow-up of them 
because nowadays if let's say that they are doing a, some experimental procedure on your heart with some new material for your heart valves mm -hmm. for example then you have to sign that you are willing to uh, attend to regular checkups let's say one every year for the next 10 years so we know what are the effects in the long term yeah so medical procedures it. to be approved it takes really long time can take 20 years easily in some of them because we need to know the long term and for the long term we only can wait so there's not much to do here but most of these studies didn't have any long-term checkup okay they were just the lobotomy chuck chuck and go on go home or stay in the hospital and that was it okay mm -hmm. so we don't really know how long would they stay alive after that that's a thing also that most of these patients probably died soon after but we don't know because mm -hmm. we don't know how many understand that we don't know how many people the lobotomies were done mm -hmm. okay like, so... we, we don't know how many patients were lobotomized plus the patients that had lobotomy done were schizophrenic and paranoid individuals that anyway the families didn't want to take care of them so mm -hmm. they were willing to be like yeah do whatever you want in them mm -hmm. so i would say that this was a huge mistake to say the least and probably to say the most that it was just nightmarish okay it was it was horrible we don't stop here we are going a step further and enter dr walter freeman self-proclaimed neurosurgeon okay? okay he was doctor in medicine that is true but he was not a neurosurgeon okay so he just decided one day i'm going to do brains mm -hmm. and then when someone asked him what you're doing he was like i'm, I'm the uh, brain doctor i'm a neurosurgeon he was not even a surgeon i mean because you you know that there are different types of surgery mm -hmm. so usually the cardiac surgeon would probably not perform neurosurgery yeah but he was not even a surgeon, okay? He just saw this lobotomy and he was like, bro, this is the future. This is this is amazing. Let's do this. Like, chop, chop. You know, he got really, really excited about this so much that there are records of his wife saying he doesn't speak of anything else. <laughs> Since he wakes up until he goes to sleep at night, it's the only thing that he speaks of. So, you know. Sounds like he needed lobotomy himself. Oh, that would be an irony. Huh? Mm -hmm. So anyway... The thing is that he got so excited about it that he learned anything that was related to it so he could perform it himself. And remember that he was not a surgeon. Mm -hmm. Okay? So So instead of like going to school and um, actually getting the documentation that he needed, he was like, I'm just going to like well, he was already, do it all by myself. He was already a doctor. His last name was Freeman. I mean, okay? He will be not constricted by any rules okay? those are your rules not his exactly right? and like he's free to do whatever he wants was he from the us of a was he from the, US the of land a? of the free mm -hmm. okay you can build your own life your the your future depends on you mm -hmm. okay yeah whatever you put in your you mind to pull you up can from do your it. bootstraps the american dream mm -hmm. So much, well, for him, the American Amen. dream became a nightmare. Because <laughs> he thought for that him this or was... For him or his patients. <laughs> well, for his patients, really. Because he thought that this was revolutionary technique mm -hmm. to end all psychosis. Okay. Okay? All types of psychosis. Brave, which, I mean, I problems in behavior are not the same as being depressed or having hallucinations, for example. 
But he thought that all can be cured through lobotomy. All so, in this one spot on the brain. He learned everything that was to be learned about lobotomy. And then he thought, bro, this is way too complicated. Why would you crack the skull and having to drill and cut the bone, mm -hmm. which is a pain in the ass. Instead, he invented his own lobotomy technique called the ice peak technique. Okay? Oh, yes. Now, uh, he would, and I shit you not, he would use a literal ice peak Because and a he hammer. wouldn't even have fucking tools. He, with an ice peak and a hammer, he would put this very thin ice peak that was at the end was so thin that it looked like a needle mm -hmm. through your eye, mm -hmm. okay, to obviously pierce the skull in the thinnest place, uh -huh. which is the eye socket, okay? Thanks. So he would put the ice peak through your eye socket, okay, in the upper part of the eye, okay, mm -hmm. between your, no, uh, eye and your eyelid, mm -hmm. okay? So he wouldn't, like, stab your eye, okay? He would, like, put Thank it, you. He would put it, like, around it. That's and then, nice of him to And then when that. the ice peak was touching the skull, meaning the back of the eye socket, uh -huh. he would like clack and hit it with this little hammer mm -hmm. to pierce the skull. Mm -hmm. And then he would like wiggle, 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 literally wiggle. He describes it like make a wiggle movement. <laughs> okay. Like a wiggle movement, like what? What are you cutting? He, like what, what are you trying to and he was like, get from that? Hitting with this little hammer in the ice peak. Once, it's about one inch. So the more chas chas, the more you hit with the little hammer, this many inches you will get in the brain. And then wiggle a little, and then he would just remove it, and there you go, done. with no amount of blood spilled, and that's it. And totally wiggled it. Here I have a photo of it. This is how it looked like. Okay, uh, as you see, the needle I... would enter between the eye and yeah. the eye socket pierce the socket in the back and then wiggle a little in the brain. My brain hurts even from thinking about it. Mm, like, not only getting the, the ice peak in your eye, which looks fucking terrifying, yeah. but also to, like, get it to touch your brain and then do, like, a little... And wiggle a little. Uh, the wiggle movement oh, is the most important. It's, like, not really that much scary, I think, as it... Is disgusting. It like, is pretty disgusting. Like I this is squishy. The word that comes to my mind now is moist. Ah, you know, like that word makes me very uncomfortable. It goes through the eyes, okay, and then you like wiggle a bit with no. the squishiness of the brain. It's bad. Ugh. So, Ugh. and this is the technique that appears in Ratchet. Yeah. You yeah, know, I remember and in, that. And So you know how terrible is this technique. Mm -hmm. The doctor in Ratchet that does this... He, Don't spoil. He himself is mental. Like, he, he has a very terrible problem. But this only appears... This is not part of the plot of the series. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, ruining anything. But it appears in Ratchet. Well, so, it's, it's a psychiatric hospital. And well, they do yeah. different kinds of treatments. It's a psychiatric so. <laughs> hospital in the 30s. So mm -hmm. go figure. So, having invented this technique, Dr. Freeman traveled all around the USA in a van that he called the Lobotomy Mobile. 
And I'm not shitting you. <laughs> he called it lobotomy mobile, okay? Because Batmobile was already taken. <laughs> the Pope mobile. Pa- Papa mobile, excuse me. Ah, sorry, yeah. Papa mobile, okay? Papa mobile is like you order pizza from Papa John's <laughs> and they will bring, okay? And then he would perform this technique mm-hmm. in all the hospitals that he would find. So like hop in the van uh-huh. in the lobotomy mobile, very much like in the Scooby Doo series, that they would jump in the van and then having adventures around. Mm-hmm. So like the same. And then he would just travel around, finding hospitals, and being like, Sup, bro? Do you want a lobotomy, sure, maybe? Like and the doctors were like, someone. sure, because he was a doctor also. And he was, you know, like with this, all this scientific vocabulary and the drawings that he made and all that stuff. And the ice pick. I mean, he looked perfectly normal. And they were like, well, you have to keep an open mind. And you cannot deny that the technique didn't work because it obviously worked. It made violent patients calm. And not only he did it in hospitals, he also did it in hotel rooms. Like fucking hotel rooms. Like, you know, hello, lobotomy, five dollars. And here, have a Pepsi. Or what? I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. How like, what's do you point? find people who will want to have it done? And diagnose him and, and all that. It's like, Maybe he was like walking in the street and was like, hey, you. You seem like a man who has problems with behavior. You want it repaired? That is such a that is such a USA thing to do. And probably you know back oh, in the day they... you would just go and talk to people. Yeah, and be like, you op- you open your long jacket <laughs> and just like, hey, dude, you want some lobotomy? I got it right here. Oh, do you like this ice pick? Here, hop in my van. Five dollars. Terrible. So he would do all that shit without having <laughs> license or anything. Like a sh- shady guy. Did he have like a, a nurse or someone? He, he must have had. Or the nurses from the hospital that he was going to. Yeah, yeah but you mm-hmm. know, you need you need a sidekick to like at least carry your For sure, bag he with had tools. plenty of sidekicks on <laughs> sadists willing to. Well, maybe. I don't know. But the point is that he was doing this. We and don't it was know, ridiculous. We don't know how many people he performed lobotomies on because we don't keep track of the people that he was doing lobotomies on in hospital... Uh, wait, sorry, no. In um, hotel rooms and in the back of his van. Sometimes he would do <laughs> even 15 lobotomies a day. I mean, because wow. the technique takes two minutes. Uh-huh. Just put the ice pick, boom, boom, and with a little of practice you can do it like two minutes and that's it. It's crazy. It is fucking crazy. So he did, however, that we have data on because of the hospitals, because we keep data from the lobotomies that he did in hospitals. At least. About 3,500 lobotomies. 3,500. Okay. Now figure that in a plane, Mm -hmm. in a regular airplane, you can fit about 300 people. Mm Mm-hmm. Now imagine that you have 10 airplanes and all of them had a lobotomy. And all of them had a Dr. Freeman just Mm -hmm. popping in there. Exactly like that. So you could fit 10 airplanes with the people that he performed lobotomies on in hospitals. Mm -hmm. Okay, only in hospitals. Later about the shady ones, we don't know. But all of this shit was pretty shady anyway. He performed a lobotomy even on Rosemary Kennedy... Sister of the President, Kennedy. What? Isn't it insane? What? Right? 
Like, first of all, I didn't know that there was a sister. Yeah. Was she like a cuckoo one that was, you know, like kept in the house, in the attic or something? Well, you know that that all women were cuckoo back then, according to the male standards. Yeah, of course. course. So, you know. But crazy. She was having some problems. That is true. Something that nowadays would have been, you know, diagnosed. Medication and proper doctor. But it would have been diagnosed as something like depression or maybe some borderline disorder I mean, something like can that can you imagine okay? that but he thought he thought that this technique of the ice peak was not only for schizophrenic patients but for all psychotic patients because you never know which part of the brain you're going to wiggle maybe it will be the right one what a lottery yeah it's insane so he performed this on her and she died but she was not the only one to die from this other mm-hmm. patients also died from this, okay? Mm-hmm. So she was not alone. So we are there with you, sister. However, he only performed, I mean, he started performing only the lobotomy in schizophrenic patients. He upgraded saying that all psychotic patients should have a lobotomy done. And then he ended up even doing lobotomy in people that were just scary, just scary, just like that, you know? He would so, see a so fella. basic, like it's what his wife said that he was just crazy was about o- lobotomy. He was so obsessed. He would, he would do it to anyone. To anyone. To I mean, anyone. I look scary. You would totally get a lobotomy. I have been told that I look scary, so I would get a lobotomy. I confirm you do. Yeah. So like, what the fuck is that? You know? So insane. Well, I mean, I host a podcast, so probably I'm a little. I, I don't know if it would like you being you looking scary if it would get better thanks to lobotomy, like. Would the lobotomy make you shave your beard and remove your tattoos or like... But bro, that is the mm. only thing that make me who I am. Yeah, which is a scary dude. So, <laughs> well, not sorry. <laughs> well, but the thing here is that plenty of patients died because of this stupid lobotomy that he was doing. And the lobotomy eventually got labeled as something barbaric that you should not do. And then they started using drugs to treat your mental conditions. Thank okay? you. Thankfully... Which drugs are not only safer, but also you can A little bit less invasive, I would say. And you can do trial and error. With lobotomy, you only have one shot. But with drugs, they are like, okay, take a little of lithium, and if it's too little, then we will give you a little more. This kind of thing, Mm -hmm. okay? However, when another patient of Dr. Freeman died after a lobotomy, the medical board... They were like, bro, this is enough. And they took away his license. Which license? Because he wasn't even, like, licensed to do that. He was licensed to be, like, a family doctor and treat flu. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? That's what he would have... So, it's like, we will take away the license that you don't have already because no one ever cared to check your credentials. They took away his doctor license so he couldn't even give you a recipe to, you know, get some antibiotics. But that didn't stop him. He continued performing lobotomies, shady, illegal lobotomies. As he used to in lobotomy van. Yeah, in his lobotomy lobotomy mobile. And he was still doing that until he died of cancer in 1972. And so is the story of lobotomies. Yeah. Slightly, but but a bit better. But the thing is that lobotomy was tried for a couple of years. Maybe ten, maybe not a couple of years, but few years and when they saw 
the mistakes because anyone that has a little experience in medical science, they would be like, bro, you are not keeping track of your patients and you are just making them idiots. Mm -hmm. So stop this barbaric act right now. But yet he continued doing that because no one was checking because he was doing mm -hmm. it. So I think that he was a potential serial killer that found a way to ruin people's lives without killing them and doing that with a license. Mm. Okay? And probably getting paid. And probably getting paid, yeah. Or but maybe he was using the shit like, oh, I just want to treat people so you don't have to pay me. But nowadays, the lobotomy is not used anymore. Okay? It's like at long. All? At all? At all, no. But like, I mean, they can still like... There is some, open your brain. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some stuff. neurosurgery, obviously, but in very, very few occasions and only for other purposes. For example, you have a tumor in your brain or you have uh, blood stuck in your brain, mm -hmm. like a clog, or there is a very well, common no procedure. One, no one will anymore just be like, okay, so we opened the patient's uh, school and then we took the tour and then we did wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. The wiggle part. <laughs> <laughs> and it then really uh, the patient has been put back together and we'll see what happens. Nowadays, there is a very <laughs> common procedure in which they open your school to release the pressure of your brain. Yeah, I've seen it in Grace Anatomy when they just did it with like, yeah. a, um, like a drill in the street and, like, and then, whoa. And we have seen that in Saw 3, the oh. film Saw. Yeah, yeah. so in the third one they do that. Which is a very common procedure, okay? It's it's okay. There is a still neurosurgery going but on, But there obviously. is no wiggle. But there is no wiggle. There I mean, is the, no the lobotomy. problem is the okay? wiggle. Not only the wiggle. They will take a knife and cut a little of your brain in the same way like when you cut a piece of butter to spread on your toast and just, you know, throw it away. A I piece mean, of your brain even nowadays, that was we don't the size know. Of, of your thumb sometimes. We don't even slope. know now what is exactly inside of the brain which part of brain is responsible for what exactly we know like this part is uh, activated when you speak this part is activated when you yeah. well we know dance a lot. we know a lot of the brain but not but like mostly to not know exactly wiggle. where to cut the wiggle man i mean it's horrible so yeah fucking losers so anyway this was the story of this week i hope that you were properly informed that you learned something that you were properly terrified that you are glad that modern medicine doesn't wiggle. is modern and <laughs> thank you for listening i hope that you had plenty of fun that you enjoyed and you can follow us on our insta which is sci dot y dot podcast and we will see you next week. Yes, so jinky pa. Jinky pa.